Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the What to Do Toronto Raptors podcast. I'm your host, Drew Horton, and let's get into it. The Raptors won against the Sacramento Kings. Hallelujah. 144 to 123. This is only their second win of the year, but it was a good one. They played very, very well after a brutal first quarter, and they blitzed the Kings for the remainder of the game, and the Kings just couldn't keep up. Toronto ended up running away with the game. This really was an offensive slugfest. Both teams shot above 55% from the field, and the Raptors even shot 51% from three. The Kings shot 44% from three. It was just an all-out scoring attack. Perhaps the biggest shock of the night, in terms of conventional counting stats, the Raptors out-rebounded the Kings 44-26, to and that was with Chris Boucher playing the majority of the minutes at center. Now, rebounding is a problem that the Raptors usually seem to have, and it's rare for them to out-rebound their opponents by this much of a margin. I don't expect this to happen regularly, but still a positive sign, and it shows that the Raptors' effort was on full display tonight. The first quarter was hard to watch if you are a Raptors fan. They gave up 43 points, and it was a miracle that we were only down 8 at the end of the first. The Kings got open shots, layups, it was really a textbook definition of pylon defense. The Kings got off to a hot start by attacking Alex Len whenever they could. He looked brutal today. He missed rotations and let easy shots go uncontested. He only played 4 minutes and was a minus 12. The Raptors gave up 20 points in the first four and a half, five minutes of this game. The Kings got some standout performances from De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes. Both shot the ball incredibly efficiently. Fox put up 23 points on 9 of 11 from the field, and Barnes put up 21 points on 6 of 8 from the field. Barnes also put up 8 assists in the effort, but the Kings as a whole weren't ready for the Raptors' second half attack and fell short in the end. Early on, it looked like the Kings were just going to run over the Raptors, but some really good minutes from the bench got us back into it. In the first quarter, Chris Boucher, Yuta Watanabe, and Terrence Davis were the only positive players in terms of plus-minus. Thanks to a better second quarter, the score at half was 74-71 to for the Kings, and the Raptors buckled down their defense, only allowing 49 points in the second half, and ended up running away with the game. Their offense was red hot all game long as they finished with 144 points, which is a franchise regular season record. Though this isn't the all time record, as in the previous playoffs, they scored 150 points in a first round game against the Brooklyn Nets. Or should I say, the G League team of the Brooklyn Nets. Malachi Flynn played well. He's 5 of 6 from the field for 12 points, and he gave solid minutes off the bench. Also added a couple of assists and five rebounds. Pascal Siakam had a fantastic game, continuing on his strong performance from the other night. 7 of 11 field, 17 points. Although he only got to the line once, 
He finished with 9 rebounds and 12 assists, just shy of a triple-double, and he just looked fantastic. He was hitting guys left and right on cuts for three-pointers, and he was dissecting the Kings' defense with his passing. And despite him passing the ball a lot, he took guys off the dribble, he made plays one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes one-on-two, and he looked much more comfortable than he has for the rest of the early season. He looked like last year's Pascal Siakam, and that is a very encouraging sign forward. Terrence Davis also had a very good performance. He put up 18 points in 22 minutes, and he was 4 of 8 from the three-point line. Very big for spacing the floor. Norman Powell looked much like his player of the month self, as he put up 22 points on only 6 of 8 from the field, but he was 4 of 5 from three-point range and 6 for 6 from the free throw line. He was almost scoring at will, hitting any shot. Chris Boucher was absolutely brilliant today. He played 29 minutes, but up 23 points, had 10 rebounds and 3 blocks, and he shot 9 of 12 field. He was just an all-around stud, 6-man of the year type performance. And is it sustainable? Hopefully. Probably not. But if he puts performances like this in more often, he'll get way more minutes than he currently is, especially with how thin the Raptors are at center, based on early season performances. Despite Boucher's performance, I have to give player of the game to Fred Van Vliet. He put up 34 points, he shot 59% from the field, 55% from three, and he also had seven assists. He was wheeling, dealing, and scoring. He was money from anywhere on the court tonight. He had a couple nice mid-range looks, he was getting to the rim, and he was hitting his threes at a very nice clip. The Raptors are now 2-6, and, and they've got two more games on this West Coast road trip. They play Golden State on the 10th, and Portland on the 11th. Both winnable games, but both going to be very tough. They are each a step up from the competition of the Sacramento Kings, but the Raptors put together their most complete performance of the year, despite giving up so many points the first they looked very very good the rest of the way and let's see they win the next two even one of two they played well both games they could look to get some of their confidence back and aim to look more like the raptors we're used to seeing another big positive for this win is that kyle lowry didn't play and when we get performances like this from a bunch of players without kyle lowry it's always a more satisfying win because kyle lowry does so much to aid winning i will defend him the day i die as the greatest Raptor of all time. I don't know if the front office decided to airdrop some Tim Hortons, the players, or if they turned their heating way down, or what they did, but they certainly looked like the Toronto Raptors again. Until proven otherwise, I'm going to assume that the first seven games were played by the Tampa Bay Raptors, and now that the Toronto Raptors are back, they'll immediately go on a huge win streak. I say this with complete confidence, and with no hint of comedic sarcasm whatsoever. On another note, uh, fans will no longer be allowed in Amelie Arena. This is the arena that the Raptors are currently playing in, in Tampa Bay. And this might give them some home court advantage again. It's tough to play 100% road games in a season. I say this because so far, the majority of in-person fans have been cheering for the Raptors' opposition. Only reason I could possibly think for this is karma for what Raptors fans do to Detroit home games. I do feel bad for Detroit. Hopefully the Raptors can build on this performance, and it'll be interesting to see if they can get their groove back. It'll also be interesting to see how they deal with their lack of 
production from the center position. Baines was a coach's decision not to play today. He wasn't injured. He's just been severely underperforming. And it was it was a good decision to start Len, but he blew it. And Boucher came in and played the game of his life. It was much needed. Now there's an argument for Boucher to play more minutes at center. There's also an argument since the Raptors have so many talented guards for OG to play some center minutes because he's strong enough to guard most of the centers except for big bulky centers like the Beads and the Gobert's and the Jokic's of the league. But he can do a good job against most centers. And if the Raptors are usually going to be out-rebounded anyway, the other advantages of going small probably make this a move that Nick Nurse is going to start considering. The death lineup of Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Norm, Pascal, and OG Ananobi is a lineup that essentially took the Celtics to seven games last year, a very good Celtics team to seven games, and that was with Pascal not doing anything on the offensive end, but he was playing some great defense. So we'll see what Nick Nurse decides to do. I have faith in Nick Nurse, and he'll figure it out. I waited so long to do this episode because I was waiting for something positive to happen to the Raptors before I did an episode, and I ended up waiting a long time. <laughs> but they won, so I was able to crank this one out feeling good. But uh, even if the next two games don't go quite the way that we want, hopefully there will be some silver linings to look at, and hopefully I'll be able to recap the next two games coming up. Thank you for listening to episode 5 of the What It Do Toronto Raptor podcast. I've been your host, Drew Horton, signing off. Peace.